Welcome to another episode of the Katleho Makutu podcast. Today is Testimonial Tuesday and I'm really excited for the word I'm about to share with you. Welcome to Season 1, Episode 6 of the Katlachomakudu Podcast. I'm really excited that you guys are joining me today and to be presenting this testimony titled, Going Back to God. So we open up and we meet this beautiful young girl who grew up in a Christian family and was led by God through her parents. And we notice that at seven years old, she's sitting at her uncle's church and he's preaching and the word is moving her until they got to the part where they did the altar call. So for those who do not know what an altar call is, it is basically when the pastor has went through his message or her message and he presents this opportunity to say, if you've never received Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, or if you have, but however you have fallen away from him and you've just, you know, wandered off away from him, then here's an opportunity for you to actually receive Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, um, open up your heart and receive him. Right. And what happens is that when this is being said, you go to the front and they pray with you and, you know, you receive Jesus Christ. They clap hands for you. Yeah, you are a born again Christian. The old has gone away. The new has come. It's a very jo- joyful celebration going on in heaven. OK, like all the angels are clapping hands for you. They're like, yes, girl. Yes, boo. Yes, boy. OK. So she receives Jesus Christ at the age of seven years old. And you may, she's, really, she's, she's really young. She's going to church. She's fired up. You know, she really just wants to know more about God and all those things. So she gets involved in church throughout her primary school until she gets to high school. So when she gets to high school, she, she says that she really had this um, desire to be accepted and to be popular. So she always wanted to be the popular girl, the well-known girl, you know, the one who everyone wants and everyone just wants to be friends with and all that. And that really blinded her from keeping up, uh, um, uh, staying in a relationship with God. So that really distracted her because she was put in this put in these positions where she had to choose church over parties and because be, be going to a party was is more popular i'm not even going to say it was it's still popular than going to church and you know um watching movies and uh going to movies and staying up late with your friends and all those other things those are more popular than just reading your bible so she found herself she found herself moving further away from God because she was seeking to be validated and be accepted as the popular girl. So, and what happened is that because she knew what she was doing was wrong, but couldn't really turn away from that life because she she understood that what's at stake is her character. You know, what's at stake is the fact that what are people going to say, you know? And this is really a touching thing because... She had to maintain the perfect cover. So during the week, she was the perfect, like, good girl, straight up A's in class. You know, she was a teacher's pet. She was participating in school. So you really wouldn't doubt and you wouldn't even say, oh, she's not a Christian or God is not with her. Because when you look at her life, you just see and you just think she's blessed. She was able to get the friends that she wanted to be with. 
she was able to get the boyfriend that she wanted to be with so every other thing in her life like if she wanted to be part of the cheerleading team she would easily get access into the cheerleading team so it was very easy for someone to think oh wow look at god in her life look at god in his life he's doing so well he is like anything that he touches it tends to gold anything that he wants god opens the door for her or for him right and even though she knew that everything that she was doing is wrong and living a double life was wrong, she couldn't stop because she had to maintain both these characters that she had developed for herself. So people who knew her knew that she's from a Christian family. Um, she got she received Jesus Christ at she she got saved rather at the age of seven, and you know people who know her from home they're like she's she needs to she needed to maintain that perfect christian good girl persona or character so that people wouldn't doubt her or people you know people wouldn't um so actually so that she wouldn't be embarrassed let me put it like that and at the same time she had to maintain this bad girl persona who goes out on weekends who smokes who drinks because of the popularity that it gave her so everything that all the two personalities and all the two uh, um, characters that she developed of herself they both served something in her life so what happened is that she became more religious as she went to church and she prayed but she did not really have a relationship with god so she did continue going to church she did pray but then it wasn't um, there's a difference when you go to church when because you have a relationship with God and there's also a difference when you go to church just to maintain a certain um, character or to maintain a certain perspective with, with people you know you want people to look at you a different way so when she got to college she thought that her personalities in high school were going to see her through college she had a perfect description and a perfect outline of what she wanted to see happening in college so she says that she wanted to go into a specific field get engaged or start dating a specific guy you know like hot guy hot girl stuff you know um get involved get in a relationship with that guy and then once they finished with college she wanted to get engaged and get married and have babies and be a stay-at-home mom full proof plan i mean what could go wrong right but then she couldn't achieve this first of all she couldn't get into the field that she wanted to get into in college and that was the first line of rejection that she received from the world and really this didn't suit her this didn't really make sense because in high school and primary school she always got her way like when she wanted something there was always a way for her to get it or to achieve it so what happened is that on the outside she looked like she was happy and she had everything figured out but on the inside she had this hollow feeling like she was empty she needed something and she tried to fill this up with alcohol with more partying with you know multiple partners and changing up partners and doing all these things that really did not that were really not meaningful but because they um satisfied that part of her that she wanted to be popular and accepted on the outside when you looked at her life you would swear that she had her life figured out but when she was sitting alone at night she would cry herself to sleep because really it wasn't the perfect life that people thought she had right so now during college she was dating a guy that she really loved and you know she thought okay maybe at least 
even if I didn't go into the field I wanted, at least I got the guy that I wanted. And unfortunately, their relationship had to end. And it ended um, this one night. It was really late at night. And um, they had, you know, an argument and their relationship just ended. They went through a breakup there and there. And what happened is that she was devastated. She was crushed. She was like, everything, every other thing is not going well in my life. And this was the only thing that really gave me hope. And now I don't have that anymore. And in that moment, she got into her car and she drove three hours to um, go back home because she was in college, remember? So she went back home and um, she got home and she was crying and she told her parents, listen, I don't want to go to college anymore. Can I just stay home? I'll find a job. I'll do whatever it is that I need to do, but I can't go back home. And apparently before all this happened, she would call her parents and she would be like, hey, can I come home? And her parents would never answer the call because her her mom says that she always had this feeling in her gut. Like every single time she called, her mom got this feeling in her gut that's like something is not right. And she had this knowing that whatever it is that she's going to ask me, I can't give her that. So she never answered the call until she decided to just go back home. And as she was crying and, you know, going through all these things, her parents looked at her and they said to her, I need to read this because I I don't want to misquote it. Her parents said to her, if you don't get your life right with God, the emptiness in your heart will continue to eat you up until there's nothing left. So her parents were basically saying, you know what is going wrong with your life. You know where you've gone wrong. You know what... Um, you're doing wrong and if you don't fix that and you also know how to get it fixed and if you don't fix that then the emptiness that you're feeling is going to eat you up and after that they told her you need to get into your car and go back to college so she went back into her car I know right she got back into her car and she drove three hours back to college and she said she was screaming the whole way there because she was like god how could you do this to me why would you do this to me so all these questions she was throwing them up to god and she had this gift of like when when god speaks to her it was like a very audible sound like you wouldn't mistake it for anything else so she says god told her that she that god would what god said to her Continue throwing all your pain and your frustrations and your hurt at me. Give it all to me. So God was basically saying, continue talking to me because you haven't really spoken to me in a while. And I just really need you to unload, to offload all of that. She just gave it all to me. And she continued to just speak to God until she got to her room in college. And when she got to her room, God literally said to her, are you ready to surrender yourself to me? Are you ready to give your all to me? Are you ready to come back to me? And she picked up her Bible. Her Bible has been on her nightstand ever since she got to college, but she never opened it. And she took a Bible and she just said to God, I am ready to fully surrender. And what happened is that in that moment, she just fell asleep. And when she woke up the next day, she was a new creation. Like nothing really changed. Her friends didn't change. Um, her school didn't change. She, it wasn't like all of a sudden she was back in that relationship. But how she felt, you know, she felt lighter. She felt happier. Everything just started to make sense. And she said immediately when she felt that way, she started distancing herself from some of her friends. She started changing up her lifestyle. That like every single thing that she used to do that she knew was not godly or everything that was not righteous, she changed it. She 
basically took on a new way of living in response to what God had done for her. And that is the story. So basically, God really just renewed her as she went back to God. So hence the title, um, Going Back to God. Now let's talk about this, right? So the first thing that I noticed is that she grew up in a Christian home and a family, but she didn't really have a relationship with God. She didn't know God for herself until she received Jesus Christ at the age of seven. But again, um, and this also overlaps with the series that I started, um, the loophole series, is that she had loopholes and her loophole, her loophole was that she wanted to be accepted. She wanted to be validated by other people that did not really understand who she was. I mean, if you want to be validated by the world, then you cannot be living for God because God calls you to be different. God calls you to be um, the standout. God calls you to be the one that brings a change into the world and you cannot really bring a change into a world if you want to be validated by that by that same world and that was the problem that she was facing another thing that she faced was that she was always put in this corner where she had to choose god or the world and in all these cases she kept on choosing the world because that was what in that moment that was what was satisfying her need to be accepted and to be validated so every single time she chose the world over god the world over god what happened is that she went further and further away from god and his presence and really did not understand how to go back there and the further away she went from God, the emptier she got because she was trying to fill the void and the space that is destined. I truly believe that. I don't know about you guys, but I really believe that when God creates us, he creates this space in our hearts and in our lives that can only be filled by him and when we get to this world we try to fill them up with relationships with sex with alcohol with drugs with friendships with business with um, family with you know with whatever it is that we decide to fill it with and the more we try to fill it with things that shouldn't be there whatever whenever we try to fill that space with anything but god those are the moments that we actually feel emptier because for instance if you're someone who fills that space with sex or drugs or alcohol what happens is that when that thing leaves your system it leaves you emptier and it leaves you with this feeling of guilt and you know inadequacy and you feeling like you're unworthy of even going to God and that was what sin does to us and that was what happened to her the more she sinned the more the sin made her feel like You've sinned this much. You cannot really um, think you can go back to God at this point. You might as well keep going. You know, at this point, you might as well continue sinning because what is the point, you know? And what that is the point that, it, that she actually got to. Until, like with most of us, it got to a point where it was really too much. Like the pain was too much. The suffering was too much. The void in your heart felt so heavy and so empty that you really cannot take it anymore and god knew that she will get to that point that she will get to that breaking point and she and he made sure that he used he uses the one thing that she really valued more than anything else the one thing that if they speak to her she will listen more than she would listen to her friends and those were her parents so when her parents told her they were like listen you know 
what you're doing is wrong. You know the lifestyle that you are supposed to live and you know that you're not living that lifestyle. So with that being said, it's very important to have people that can hold you accountable, people that will tell you the truth. So when I say that, I mean like look at your friends, look at your family members, Look at your partner, the person you're in a relationship with. Look at the people that are mostly influential in your life and check if those are the people that will always say yes to whatever it is that you say or other people that will actually tell you the truth. Like, listen, you know what you're doing is not right. You know that the reason why you're going through all this heartache and heartbreak is because your relationship with God is not right. You need to be in a position where you are fine and you're okay with having people that will tell you the truth no matter how painful it is because it does not help to have people that will always say yes to every stupid and dumb idea that you come up with because they will just straight up lead you to the pits of hell okay it's very important to have people like people like her parents that were able to say listen you know what you're doing is not right. And the only way to do right is to go back to God. And if you do not go back to God, here's what will happen. The emptiness inside of you will keep on eating you up. And they were not talking about, when I read the story, I feel like they were not talking about emptiness um, literally. They were being symbolic to say, if you don't go back to God, your, your, your meaningless the meaningless sex that you keep having, in the end, it's going to eat you up because you're either going to get sick or you're either gonna like suffer from um spiritual soul tiles so much so that you won't be able to get out of it you are going it's going to eat you up so much so that you end up dying because you overdose on the drugs you, you it's going to eat you up in that you will get addicted to alcohol you'll be addicted to things that you shouldn't be addicted to and eventually those will kill you so they were basically saying the consequences of you trying to fill that emptiness with anything but God, the things that you're trying to fill that emptiness with, they are the ones that are actually going to eat you up. And I really think at some point that is a message that we all need to hear to say you are filling the void that should be felt that, that should be filled with God with other things that are meaningless and things that are not going to sustain you in the long run. And eventually they're going to do nothing else but to kill you. And I love the next part that when she when they actually put her in the car and they were like, go back to your college and do what is right. She started screaming at God. And this is another thing that overlaps with the loophole, um, part two loophole series that will be uploaded on Thursday. That when Job got really frustrated, he started shouting at God and be like, Yes, God, this is what you're doing. I see what you're doing. But in real in, in real essence, he did not understand what God was doing. And that was the same case with her. She was like, Okay, God, but why are you doing this to me? Uh, what did I do to deserve this? You know, she was basically screaming and releasing her frustrations to God. And when all that was happening, God didn't say, it's because you, you sinned against me. It's because you, you were out drinking. It's because you were doing meaningless things. God didn't try to make, validate or to, you know, give her a point to say, this is why I'm doing what I'm doing, you know. But God said to her, continue to give me your pain, your suffering, just talk to me because this is the first time that you've spoken to me in a while and I really love the fact that you've gotten to a point where you understand that only I can get you out of the situation and she continued talking to God and at the and in the end 
God just asked her a simple question and he was like, are you ready to fully surrender yourself and let me do my job and let me be God and let me guide you and give me my respectful place in your life. Give me authority over your life so that I can help you get yourself up on your feet again. And her response was a yes, you know, but however, not everyone gets to this point. Like I said, when some people get to a point where they've sinned so much that they really do not even know how to go back to God, it's very easy to be like, well, I've sinned, might as well continue on this path of sinning and unrighteousness and ungodliness. I mean, at this point, what can God do? But at this point, there's so much that God can do. God can literally switch and turn up your life in, like at a flick of a finger. He can just change everything for the better and that is what he did in her life and again her response to this is another thing that is really important so firstly he she seeked counsel from her parents she was like guys i can't do this anymore help me get out of the situation and when they advised her she took the advice and after taking the advice god responded to her and god offered her um God offered her a new life. He was like, are you ready to surrender your life? She didn't know what it meant to surrender. She didn't know what to expect. But at that moment, she was so desperate that it didn't matter what was at stake. It didn't matter whether God was saying, when you surrender, you die. It didn't matter if God was to say, if you surrender, um, your popularity will be taken, taken away from you or whatever the case may be. All she knew was that she just needed to surrender. And she responded to that. She surrendered, but she didn't just surrender. When she woke up the next day, she felt brand new. She felt like a new creation. Everything was just, she felt lighter. Like she really felt like God did a work in her. And when what she did after that is that she knew that if she didn't cut off and distance herself from the things that she used to do, then the temptation would get so, would get um too much that she would find herself back in those things. So her, her first the first thing she did once she got a new life and got saved and all that is that she started cleaning up her life. She started sorting through the godly and ungodly things so that so, so that she was left with only the godly things. So I really hope this is a word of encouragement to some of you. Some of you out there are like you really feel like how how do I even start? Where do I even um start when I want to talk to God? I feel like I have been you know, failing as a Christian. I feel like I've been sinning for so long that I don't even think God can forgive me anymore. But I want to encourage you that it does not matter what you do. There's a Bible verse, I think it's Psalms. I don't really, I'm not really sure what it say, where it is, but it says that where can I run from your presence? Where can I run from your spirit? God is omnipresent. So there's no way, there's no way in the darkness that you can go that he will not be able to find you. And also there's nothing that you can do that will separate you from the love of God because your the love of God, the love that God has for you is not based on what you do. It's based on what Jesus Christ already did. So if you think because you are a Christian and you are saved and you are living a righteous life that uh, that makes that makes you worthy of the love of God, then that's not even the case. 
because when God first loved you, it was not because of anything you did. God loved you when you were still a sinner and he will love you even if you change and you become a Christian. He will not love you less as a sinner as he loves you now as his son or as his daughter. But what we have to do is to make sure that we are always sensitive of our relationship with God and we do not put it in, in situations where we have to choose the world. We have to choose whether it's the world or God because God does not do competitions. God will not wait in line for your attention god will not say okay it's fine if you choose the world i'll keep trying i'll keep changing myself i'll keep you know i'll, I'll change the way i speak to you god does does none of that god says okay it's fine if you choose the world over me i will wait for you whenever you're ready to turn back and come back to me I will be here. And that is why I titled this going back to God to say this is a wake up call to some of you guys. Some of you have been saved like this lady. She was saved at the age of seven years old, but she, she, she um, she, she was stranded. She, she walked away from the presence of God. She walked away from godly things. And it's very easy for us to find ourselves in these situations. But the question is, now that you've heard this, now that you've heard that God is merciful, God is kind, God is loving, and God always wants you to come back to him, what will your response be today? Thank you for tuning in on this episode. I hope you enjoyed it. And don't forget to connect with me on Instagram at the Katlachomakuti podcast. And I will see you guys on the next episode.